Hello and welcome to Search for Truth. It's great to have you with us. And in this series, Brian is answering listeners' questions. Today's question is, did Christ descend to Sheol? Now, there's no booklet to accompany the series, and up to the beginning of March, God willing, Brian will be responding to a new question each week, which you might recognise as the one you asked. If you do, and whether Brian's answer has been a help or not, then please let us know. Brian seeks to answer your questions as fully and honestly as possible, always looking for scriptural backup from the Bible to support his views. Occasionally, there's no conclusive answer from scripture, in which case Brian will say so. However, if you've got a valid alternative view which could be helpful, then we we would be um, delighted to hear it. So please do write in. But now here's Brian to answer today's listener's question. I remind you it's, uh, Brian, did Christ descend to Sheol? Yes, okay. So we have this question today, which comes from Mr Morley. And as you say, he asked, did Christ descend to Sheol? We need to begin, I think, by defining our terms. You may be asking another question already, namely, what is Sheol? So let me begin by saying this. Sheol, and indeed Gehenna, Tartarus and Hades are all biblical words, even as the lake of fire is a biblical expression. But they're all different and need to be carefully distinguished when it comes to understanding our Bibles. A complicating and frustrating factor is that the English word hell is used to describe or translate each of these various original words, depending on where you read it in the Bible and which version you use. For this reason, the term hell is a confusing term to use unless you clarify exactly what you mean by it. In fact, for that reason, I tend to avoid using it. So, trying to be clear, Sheol is the untranslated Old Testament Hebrew word for the underworld where the souls of the departed went to await their resurrection, judgment and final destination. Bible scholars generally make a distinction between upper and lower Sheol to distinguish between specific places or compartments for the righteous dead as distinct from the wicked dead. Upper Sheol, the temporary abode of the righteous dead, is seemingly the place referred to by the Lord Jesus as Abraham's bosom in Luke 16 and paradise in Luke 23. And it was there Christ's soul went to when he died on the cross, according to Psalm 16, verse 10. In resurrection, we believe the Lord emptied it. He emptied upper shield, taking the souls of the blessed dead to heaven. Now at this present time, the souls of those who die in faith go to heaven, according to Philippians 1 and verse 23, which talks of departing to be with Christ, and he's in heaven, of course. Hades is the New Testament Greek word for the equivalent place to lower Sheol, where the lost souls have always gone, and to which the soul of the Christ rejecter goes today. The name Gehenna comes from a deep, narrow ravine south of Jerusalem where some Hebrew parents once literally sacrificed their children in horrific ritual abuse to the Ammonite god Moloch during the time of the kings. This practice was stopped and the place desecrated, with the valley later serving as a city rubbish dump. There was a continual burning of refuse there. It was named the Valley of Hinnom, which, when translated into Greek, becomes Gehenna. 
The word is found 12 times in the scriptures, being used 11 times by the Lord Jesus and once by James. The burning portrayed there will ultimately be replaced by the lake of fire, which is the second and eternal death. Hades will be emptied into it. Emptied into, that is, the lake of fire, according to Revelation 20 and verse 14. In employing the term Tartarus, Peter is by no means giving legitimacy to the Greeks' fantastic notions about their unseen world, which they call Tartarus. He's simply adapting this word for his own purpose and using it to serve as describing the confinement of certain fallen angels. Returning to the Bible word Sheol, which was the one term mentioned in our listener's question, there's been so much confusion over this that perhaps we should say more on it, especially, as we said, since it's involved in the question we've been set to answer today. Sheol occurs 65 times in the Bible. In one Bible translation, it's translated as the pit three times. It's translated as the grave 31 times. And it's translated as hell 31 times. Hades is the New Testament equivalent of the Old Testament word Sheol and is used 11 times, being rendered hell 10 times and grave once. Based on that, some have mistakenly taught that Sheol and Hades are only references to the grave. We've just said that's a mistake, and so we must now set about trying to prove that. The common word for grave in the Old Testament is a Hebrew word that looks like queber, but one source says is pronounced as keburau. From now on, I'll simply talk about that as the Hebrew word grave. A comparison of how sheol and this Hebrew word for grave are used reveals eight points of contrast which tell us that they're most definitely not the same thing. First of all, sheol is never used in plural form, whereas grave is used in the plural 29 times. Also, it's never said that the body goes to sheol, but on the other hand, the Bible speaks of the body going to the grave on 37 occasions. There again, sheol is never said to be located on the face of the earth, but the grave is mentioned 32 times as being located there. An individual's sheol is never mentioned, while an individual's grave is mentioned five times. Also, man is never said to put anyone into Sheol, but individuals are put into a grave by man. In fact, you'd find that some 33 times in the Bible. I'm simply showing that the word Sheol is used in the Bible in a way that is quite different from how the actual Bible word for grave is used. So these two things are not the same. Equally, man is never said to have dug or fashioned a shield, but man is said to have dug or fashioned a grave six times. Man is never said to have touched shield, but man touches or can touch a grave. You find that about five times. It's never said that man is able to possess a shield. Man is, however, spoken of as being able to possess a grave a few times, such as seven in the Bible. Now, in the case of Samuel and Saul, we find a clear example of the Bible making a difference between the grave and Sheol. In his conversation with King Saul, Samuel, whom the Lord has sent back from the dead to deliver a message to Saul, 
said that Saul and his sons would be with him the next day. You can read about this in 1 Samuel chapter 28, verse 15. As foretold there, Saul and his sons did die the next day while in battle with the Philistines. However, their bodies were not buried the next day, so they obviously didn't join Samuel in the grave, but their souls did go down to Sheol, where Samuel was. This is exactly the meaning of Psalm 16 and verse 10. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. In his first Christian sermon, Peter, the Apostle Peter, left no room for doubt that these words from Psalm 16 were a prophetic pronouncement concerning the time between the Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. Not only was the Lord Jesus' soul not left in Sheol or Hades, but neither was his body left to decompose in the grave. Notice the two separate facts, the one relating the soul to Sheol and the other relating the body to the grave. What's more, the fact that Peter used Hades in the place of Sheol in this quotation confirms what we've been saying, that they are identical in meaning. So by quoting Peter in Acts chapter 2, verses 25 to 28, we've answered our listener's question in the affirmative. Christ did descend to Sheol. In the Lord's reply to the repentant thief dying on one of the other two crosses, he promised the thief that he would be with Jesus in paradise that very day. When we put the Lord's words alongside Peter's, we're able to conclude that paradise was located in Sheol or Hades at that time. Before the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Everyone who died went to Sheol or Hades, which at that time therefore must have been divided into at least two compartments, as we've said. One was a place of torment, while the other was a place of blessing, which was referred to as Abraham's bosom by the Lord in Luke 16. However, after Jesus Christ rose from the dead, there appears to have been a change. The Apostle Paul now informs us, as we mentioned earlier in Philippians 1 and verse 23, that the soul of the dead believer of the present church age departs upon death to be with Christ in heaven. And Paul adds that this is very far better. That paradise was moved to heaven is seemingly confirmed to us by the Apostle Paul when he speaks of a man who was caught up into paradise where he heard unspeakable words. You'll find that reference in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. With Jesus Christ's work complete, believers who'd previously been confined to Sheol or Hades were now taken to heaven, as the Lord delivered all those who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to slavery. That's Hebrews 2 and verse 15. Well, I hope that that has satisfied our listener, and I hope that it's been enlightening for us all. If not, you'll have to write in once more.
Mr Morley, if you've been listening, uh, although Brian answered your question personally when you first wrote in, if you've been listening today, please let us know if Brian's talk's been helpful. And for all our listeners, sometimes these talks may raise more questions, and if this applies to you, or you've any comments, then we'd love to hear from you. Now, here's our postal and our email address. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. I'll repeat that for you. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. And now, here's our email address, sft at churchesofgod.info. Although there's no booklet for this series on listeners' questions, you can still access the many booklets for subjects and studies which we previously presented on air on SFT, and you can then enjoy these at your leisure. Now, each week I'll remind you of a different way to obtain them. And one of the ways you can listen again is by audio podcast. And you can use your computer. And if you go to www.searchfortruth.podbean.com, you can browse the list of previous talks, which you'll see has been sorted into categories to assist you to choose. Now, you might be interested to know that at least 40 different titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into ebooks. And these are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and you should find them. Now, we've really enjoyed that you could be with us today and I hope you're enjoying this series of listeners' questions if you're following week by week. And next week, Brian tackles the question, Is Christianity Exclusive? So, if you want to know what that's all about, then please join us again. Until then, very best wishes from Brian, our Bible teacher, David, our studio technician, our singers, and me, John. Goodbye, and may God richly bless you. Yeah.